on. What is up? My name is Kevin Wu, and all my fitness coach helps men in the 20s lose weight, get abs, and first time to mindset, nutrition, and training. That's enough about me. Let's get like it today. That's the thing. All right, today we're going to talk about a couple topics. We're going to be talking about is chewing gum good or bad if they're trying to lose weight, spicing up waist, eat the same boots day in and day out, getting stuck at a certain weight, and breaking through a plateau, because I know that can really suck over there when you're stuck at that certain weight. What supplements are good or bad? Do you have a continuous plan after my initial program time is up? So we're going to dive right into the first one. Is chewing gum good or bad when trying to lose weight? So I'd say sugar-free gum is actually a pretty great option, actually. I use this a lot during my prep, this kind of aspect. Now, make sure it's sugar-free. Like, I usually go for five gum. That is my typically go-to when I do the sugar-free gum in that aspect. Because with that, all that chewing, it can make you feel more full. In that sense, and when you do feel more full, you're less likely to go overeat. So that way, chewing gum is a perfect kind of alternative to that, right? So make sure you're using chewing gum though, sugar-free gum and that kind of aspect. It'd be really great for uh, one, actually strengthening your jawline too as well. And you kind of have to find those muscles. You don't really have a good jawline, but also it definitely can help you lose weight. So that is something that I do when I do or in prep itself. So you love chewing gum. Also, I do is like BCAs, something flavored or soda streaks or something like that, a little carbonation, get a little something sweet. Those are things that definitely do help me when I'm trying to lose weight. And yeah, if you have a hard time losing weight, a very big appetite or something like that, you could definitely choose some gut in between those meals. They would definitely kind of help you out over there, or at least they personally help me out in my case scenario. Now, spicy up ways, eat the same foods day in, day out. So the biggest thing I would say for this one is using like different spices. Right, so it's literally the name, spicy up ways to save foods. So whether that's a roasted garlic pepper or lemon and pepper or something like that, or I think I'm using Vicky's too as well right now as like a seasoning or some other shell steak, something like that. We great ways to change the flavoring. Also some pretty creative flavors or spices, which would make a jerk spice or what is it? I remember seeing like a frosted donut spice too as well. Probably going to be very great at chicken breast. There's a lot of different spices out there, very low in calories or no calories at all. They can be great at spice for foods or using different sugar-free sauces, right? So my go-to for using sugar-free sauce is going to be sugar-free barbecue sauce by G Hughes. I wish they sponsored me, but there's a lot of different flavors even within that brand of sugar-free barbecue sauce. Like there's no sweet flavor, there's a honey barbecue, there's a spicy and hot, there's um, gold honey or something like that. But yeah, there's a lot of different variations within the barbecue itself. Well, there's other G Hughes sauces, like they have a Thai sauce. They have a lot of different variations. Well, I'm not going to add a lot of like salad dressings too as well. We can use those ones that are zero calorie or even like sugar-free maple syrup. Some people even kind of add that to like a meal itself. Okay, that's all sweet, but it'd be very great ways. And then the last option to really spice the same uh, foods itself is using a different cooking method. So maybe a different cooking method is let's say you always kind of like pan fried your chicken breast. We'll bake to the oven, like try an air fryer, try grilling it, try something else, try a sous right? Air press is trying to sous if you have said, I absolutely love it. Not gonna aspect, but I personally stick with my air fryer and I'm still loving it to this day. So I personally have switched it up and grilling it. I, over the summertime, I did that. Now it's getting kind of chilly itself. So I just kind of stopped doing that one. And also it's cause um, the community of our itself was a bitch to clean up. I'm not gonna say that too as well. <laughs> so yeah, I stopped using that one in my apartment building. Let's get a bit split up. All right. Now, getting stuck at a certain weight and kind of breaking through a plot zone. 
first thing to realize is there is always going to be a plateau when kind of stuck being as stuck as certain weights in terms of weight loss, but also like trying to break through some numbers in terms of like weight loss, like a strong bench, one or two 25 pounds, and you stuck at 185, you're probably going to hit a plateau over there trying to get your weight up or anytime trying to increase in the weight for any exercise or reps wise, the chances are it's going to be plateau. So it's kind of just get stuck at the weight over there to keep climbing and fighting. Otherwise, I personally mentioned like 20,000 pounds right now, like only go up in the weight. In that kind of aspect, this person wasn't very specific in terms of her weight or ether plateaus because I'm going to address both the case scenario. When it comes to actual kind of weight loss and the scale and hitting the plateau over there, could be many factors, right? So maybe you weren't consistent on your optional diet. Had one day where you went kind of overboard all the weekend. I guess Halloween weekend this past weekend, he eats a little bit more. Or maybe he had a little more salty food the day kind of before you weighed yourself or two days kind of prior. Maybe you had a cheat meal two days prior before you weigh-in day. If they're a little more salt and had a little more calories that day to as well, that could be, you know, kind of fluctuating the weight. But in terms of actual legitimate kind of weight loss and through a plateau itself, time and time again, there are certain ways like you increase your cardio, increase your step counts, kind of really look at those kind of factors or to increase your calories overall. There's some things you kind of really look at and kind of beyond that too as well. There is some other factors too as well. Today, you're kind of reducing the inflammation in your body. So maybe you look at directly your foods itself and see maybe what causing inflammation within your body. Well, maybe you're using some other kind of seed oils or extra kind of spices that might kind of cause that one or things that don't agree with your gut that's causing the extra kind of weight gain. There's always kind of different ways to kind of look at it and kind of dive deeper into that one. But most of the times, it's because people are in the weight loss or kind of hitting that plateau. It's because maybe, let's just say, six days of a seven or five days of seven, they do great. And then one or two days in that week, they kind of go way overboard and kind of throws off the whole week over there and makes them that plateau where they don't really lose that weight because that one day or two days is kind of making up for the whole kind of deficit. Because the whole thing with the weight loss is you have to be in a deficit of 3,500 calories for the week. And if those one day or two day kind of puts you out of that one itself, whether it's drinks or extra kind of food or maybe extra salt, it's holding water weight that kind of fluctuates your scale, which not directly represents that fat, kind of throw it off, makes you kind of or that scale, not kind of budging the weight. All right, so what supplements are good and bad? So when it comes to supplements itself, there's no really, I would say, bad supplements in that sense, right? And there's a lot of good supplements. But the thing with the good supplements itself is they don't do nearly as much as people think they do. So let's say we kind of look at a fat burner, for example, because I only worked at GNC, I had a supplement store. Everybody fucking came in for a fat burner, right? So when people try to get a fat burner itself, I usually kind of ask them some questions and then I kind of actually redirected them itself and kind of give them some more, something more useful because the extent they thought the fat burner worked, it was like a fucking day and night difference, but they kind of expected it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to lose like 10 pounds a month just by taking this fucking bill. And that's not the case scenario, right? So chances are a lot of supplements you kind of do see or market as they're going to work to a certain extent, but not nearly as much as you think, right? So us fat burner itself might help you actually burn maybe 100 calories or 150 calories more throughout the day than you know they wouldn't have because of all the stimulants and all those ingredients kind of over there. Well, what's 150, 150 calories? Maybe. That's maybe. On the top end itself, right? So 150 calories is basically almost nothing. Itself, that's like, what, one and a half slices of bread that you, if you're doing in your diet, you would have the same kind of effect over there as a whole fat burner that might be spending like 100 bucks on. So with that being said, the supplements that you're kind of looking at itself, probably not going to do as much as you do fit, which is why I kind of only recommend kind of like a high to itself, just based on uh, people's goals 
and one of the kind of directly kind of correlates to fat loss in this kind of aspect. I don't really have any, or maybe many supplements that directly directly kind of correlate to specifically a fat loss in this kind of aspect. Maybe there's caffeine that can help the energy output, increase your workout performance, which can help you lose more fats and maybe gain some muscle, given that performing with that extra caffeine kind of tolerance or dose over there, but they're not directly kind of targeted towards a fat and trail melt at all, right? And that's what most people are kind of looking for. And that's not just the case scenario. All right. So in terms of bad supplements, though, like I kind of mentioned once again, I'm not going to classify any of them as bad because pretty much everything or all the supplements kind of do something to a certain extent. And if you do kind of take them, if you overdose on them, yes, it may be kind of bad because if you overdose on any kind of vitamin or any kind of supplement itself, you can get the extreme kind of side effects, right? You may have to just water if you drink too, too much, too much water, keep not rate it. So it's kind of the same you know, effect over there. All right. So do I have a continuous plan after my initial program plan is up? So pretty much my coaching itself is a 16 week kind of middle. And after that, it just goes week by week. And most of my clients, I would say 80% of them actually stick with me for the month to month after that one. And the other 10% actually go through with like training kind of only programs or do just the training side things because only, I only offer this one to my clients who have show consistency actually one-on-one coaching because if they just want kind of training kind of afterwards and they have a show consistency actual coaching program and I'm all for that one because I care about my clients and all of them are just results because they didn't show actual consistency or doing things in my actual coaching program than just having a training program. Yes, it might help a little bit, but stopping to jack shift, you don't have that components. So I'm not just going to offer that one. So with that being said, those are kind of six week blocks. If that case scenario, if you go on team hours while we're coaching, I do kind of offer that too as well. Uh, just train block itself, at least in a bi-weekly check-ins for those clients. I do feel like we're safe and secret changes. There's still lots of accountability in this kind of aspect and some changes. Uh, so I check in every other week and make some changes over there. So those are kind of two other things I do kind of offer to side of the one That's is what I shouldn't kind of call on. All right. So with that being said over here, that is all questions. Maybe turn on the camera. All right. So. Thank you guys for tuning to the Live to Inspire podcast, the number one podcast for men in the 20s. But please wait and get as in the first time. Minecraft has inspired others to the back to fitness. So, if you guys look to this episode and want to lose weight and get to an episode for the very first time, see me words abs on Instagram and then camp at large sport. That is A is named underscore. And we'll have a chat whether or not I can help you out reuse that weight to get your abs showing for the first time. That is the ending of today's episode of the Live to Inspire podcast. If you learned something today, then make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on an episode. Also, if you leave a written review on this podcast, that'd be greatly appreciated because that pushes this podcast to more people just like you.